Next, I'd like to introduce. Throw your hands in the air if you're a true player. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? That boy is good. Good and terrible. You hold your breath when Shaquille O'Neal comes careening into your lap. Well, he's going to give a little special greeting to Daniel Baldwin right here. Davis brothers should have a boxing match against the Baldwin brothers. Really? We'll take them out in the first round. Who would you take on? I'm Youngest, I'm medium, old? On all three of them, actually. Now that I really think, yeah, I wouldn't need any help. I think you two dudes are going to become real homies. Where do we find these guys? Oh, man, I hate those guys. This is a special presentation, The Daniel Baldwin Show. Back on a Wednesday. Good afternoon. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. You are listening to ESPN Radio Syracuse. Easy to get involved. Call the studio, 315-437-7644. That's 315-4ESPN44. Text us. 315-288-0644 or tweet us at ESPN Syracuse. Good afternoon. Daniel Baldwin. Josh, Josh, what's happening, my friend? I'm good. I'm feeling good. The sun is shining. It's a beautiful day it's in the be- neighborhood. It's isn't a beautiful it? day in the neighborhood. Won't you be my neighbor? I, I'd love to be your neighbor here. Let on me, the Daniel Baldwin let, show. Let's start right out of the gate with what's obvious. The Yankees take game four, tie the series two two. Is there a feeling going on now that this is a team of destiny? Are you saying that that they're on a run now? Is there a feeling out there going on now? We want to know, is this a team of destiny? Now, they're going against their ace tonight, but they're at the stadium where they have not lost a game. And I, I've got to ask that question. I've got to, I've got, I'm poised to hear the answer from our listening audience via text, email, or call in. Are the New York Yankees a team of destiny? The great Nostradamus wants to know. He wants to know. You notice how I slip into the great Nostradamus when I... No, it's great, because then you can... Any predictions you make as the great Nostradamus, they sound very impressive. They do. They, they, sound, do. they sound impressive. They almost have a sexual content. They're a little bit, and they I think do. the female audience enjoys that. They do. All seven of them are, <laughs> are quivering. <laughs> quivering at the great one. Uh, you know, so so let, let's talk about last game's... Uh, last night's game. Uh, you know, the eighth inning, big rally, uh, you know... Judge ropes one, just about knocked it out. Um, he's he's turned it around some. You mm-hmm. know? I mean, he he was kind of a no show with twenty strikeouts leading up to this series. Uh, yeah, he he's is he back? Uh, God, I hope so. I mean, they're really going to need his bat. And, and one of the bigger questions right now for as far as the concerns for the Astros is: Are they more concerned with their dismal performance in the bullpen or their lack of run production? And, and I got to tell you. I'm more concerned if I'm the Astros at the lack of run production with the next two pitchers that they're going to start. Mm-hmm. That was a, that was a, that was just my fans outside. Sorry, no, yeah. Now we have the uh, Judge Homer right here. Let's, if you let's, hear. let's hear it. The pitch to Judge swung on a high drive to deep center. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. Oh, what a judgeian blast to Monument Park in dead center field. Oh, the Yankees finally hit a ball hard, all right. All rise. Here comes the judge. Aaron Judge homers to dead center and way over the Monument Park wall. And the Yankees trail 4-1. Judgian is the word Daniel Baldwin. But, but let me let me just say, that's a shot. And ironically, 
hitting it out into into Death Valley, into center field there, the black section. Uh, isn't that kind of reminiscent of an anniversary that takes place today? Today, I didn't know this till I was just coming in here, but the Yankees tweeted it out. 40 years. Four, not to make you feel old, Daniel, and oh. myself. 40 years ago today, we had Mr. October. He was born. Three home runs off three pitches. I mean, 1977, the, October 18th. But the last one was, if I remember correctly, a shot into into Death Valley, into dead center. He he, he just crushed it. And don't you, were you telling me a Reggie Jackson story? You you've you've encountered Reggie Jackson. There was a re, there's a great Reggie Jackson story where uh, it was soon after this this uh, I think that was Game Six against the Dodgers that mm-hmm. he hit those three home runs. But uh, uh, shortly thereafter, he was at a restaurant on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, and some woman had a guy come knock her to the ground, grab her purse, and run. And before she could turn around, there was this big, big, intimidating guy standing over her. And she looked up at him, and it's Reggie Jackson. And she doesn't recognize him. And he goes, don't worry, lady. I'm Reggie Jackson. I own this city. And at that time, he certainly <laughs> did. He did. He owned it. He owned it. There's, a, there's another thing I'll, I'll never forget. You know, when, when, you, when you look at people in history that were considered gods, you know, who was Mercury? He was the fastest guy in downtown Athens, you know, I mean, he, and he was made into a god. Um, Reggie Jackson, when he walked out to go to right field after he hit that third home run, um, a kid at the game yelled, Reggie, uh, with all the noise of them yelling and, and knowing that they were about to win because they clinched the, the series in that game. It didn't go seven. Um, all This kid yelled, Reggie is God. And in all of that noise going in the stadium, Reggie turned around and tipped his cap to the kid. Because at that time, Reggie Jackson was God Reggie in Jackson was stadium. God. He was God. He was Mr. October. Three pitches, three home runs to clinch the World Series against the hated traitor Dodgers. Let me ask you uh, some, some, some front office questions, if you will. Joe Girardi. He's kind of got them, dare I say, by the balls right now. Well, okay, so, so uh, no, I don't think, I don't, well, I wouldn't say that yet, uh, but I'll say this. They had the option, uh, St- young Steinbrenner had the option to sign him. Uh, he did not, and they waited. Now, the question is, is there a psychological ploy going on here right now? Meaning that they have to know that if he wins the American League title, if he goes to the World Series, they have to resign him. And, and then, yes. You know, his, uh, I think, what did he have, a, a, an $8 million, no, a $16 million four-year deal is what he, he signed last in 2013. So what's he going to put the gun to their head for if he wins the American League title and goes to the World Series? But, but, but I'm wondering, psychologically for the team, they love this guy. They want him to come back for sure. What would it be like if they were to say now? What if they said now, hey, you know what, Joe's our guy. We're in negotiations. Does that ease the players? Does that give the players, you know, and, and fire them up and rally them around the fact that their coach has been resigned? Or is the opposite come to play? Knowing that if he wins the American League title, he's a shoe in to get it. Does that put some pressure on them to perform to keep their boy where he belongs? What do you think? Well, you're saying that the team loves the guy. They want the guy. For sure. It's they funny because they just did a poll New Yorkers like him today. They hated him two days ago. It, it depends. <laughs> the players love him. Depends on the p- people, uh, the fans of the Yankees. They'll love him or hate him depending on the day. But I see what you're saying. If you go in there and you say, yeah, Girardi is our guy. We, we feel confident after seeing this performance. We're going to stick with him. We're going to renew. Does that give them, does that give the team the boost they need? 
I think even just to leak out, hey, just to put you at ease, even if it was done not in the press, mm-hmm. hey, to put you guys at ease, you know, we're, we're negotiating with Joe. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do everything we can, best efforts to keep him here at Yankee Stadium where he belongs. I think the team. Um, I think that's probably the way to go. If I was the owner of the team, I would let it get out, leak out, if I had to, uh, to let them know that Joe Girardi's not going anywhere. And, and I think I think what he's done in a one-game playoff, which anyone can win one game, but he did win it. And then he comes back 0-2, and he takes a best-of-five, winning three in a row. Now he's down 0-2 again, and he comes back and makes it 2-2. I think he's a shoo-in to come back now. I mean, I, I, I think even if they lost and didn't go to the World Series, you got to bring this guy back. Daniel Baldwin show here on ESPN Radio Syracuse. People close to Girardi are saying he might not even necessarily be looking for another job. He might necess- he might be looking at a year off or getting into broadcasting. He might not even want to be involved as heavily as he is right now. Wow. He may have he may be holding all the all the chips, I guess, if you will. That's a knuckleball right there. <laughs> is it? Because That's a knuckleball. He knows that he's going to put forward, hopefully. Another stretch here. He's going to get some wins. He's going to look great, and then he can go to the contract. He can go to the uh, negotiating table, knowing that hey, I don't necessarily want to be here, but if the if the money talks, maybe I stay. So he's going to pull a Tony Romo. Yeah, he's going to pull the Tony yeah. Romo. Do you hear that they were talking about bringing Romo back? Could they lure him out of the booth? And I think it was Chicago was thinking about maybe bringing him in. There was discussions last week about it. <laughs> Tony Romo. Could, could he come back and and play? In the NFL right now, I'm sure the answer is yes. But why would he want? To? I know why would you want to? I, I don't. I don't know if I buy that. I, I don't know if I buy who who who's the source of. Let that me story. see where that says because yeah. I, I was reading that before I came in here. It said it was uh, Joe Girardi's wife. It was yeah. He does not want to come back. Uh, it said Joe Girardi may not even be looking to get back into to go to like you know the Red Sox or or something like that or the Mets. Yeah, I don't I don't see that happening. You know, I mean there, there was something very very strange about seeing Joe Namath throw a ball with a Rams uniform on, you know. So this guy played, he played his big years with the Yankees. He's coached them for 10 years. How many guys have lasted 10 years as the coach of the New York Yankees? 3 or 4 maybe in the in the history of the team. People so, are saying here's the article that I'm reading. This is off and newjersey.com and j.com. They're saying Girardi has seemed more uptight this season. The Yankees look like they're going to be quite good in coming years, and he's done a good job. It's just a matter of whether he's used up a lot of energy. That's what the executives are saying. And they're asking, uh, people speculate. They say perhaps Girardi is just negotiating. It's becoming more apparent why some are wondering whether he might consider a year away or maybe back in the broadcast booth. I could see the possibility. I, I do not foresee somebody stepping out as the head coach of a major league team for a year uh, and with the intention of coming back. I don't. He wouldn't come back then. If he goes to the booth, he goes to the booth. Which God bless him. I'm sure that's a hell of a lot less pressure and grind than playing. You know, traveling uh, 90 games a year around the world. So there's also stipulation that he might be given what Joe Torre was given, just kind of the one year offer. Say, here's one year. It's a pay cut. Still a lot of money, but it's one year. Oh, I don't. I don't believe he takes a pay cut. I think that would be what would would send him to the booth. Mm-hmm. For, believe it or not, because if I believe if I'm right, it was a sixteen million dollar four year deal, which means he's making four million dollars a year. That's not a lot considering you're you're vying for a title. Four million dollars for the coach. I don't think that's a lot in today's. When market. you start to break down how much money the organization. No, I mean, there's got yeah, well for sure. There's guys that play on major league teams that make you know four hundred thousand a game. <laughs> some nonsense. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see. 
I think he gets a pay raise. Mm-hmm. I could see the the option of of uh, just signing for one year, though. I think that might work out for everybody. Do a series of one years or whatever. But while he still has them and he truly does have them in contention, why would he leave now? You know, why would he go now? Unless, of course, it's personal reasons. Then, I, then of course, that's that's up to him. If, if he's done with the pressure of being a major league baseball coach, which I'm sure there's a lot of pressure and grind. You know, he's been also a player for many, many years. So how much time with the length of a baseball season does he really have and how much time has he really spent with his family and his wife enjoying the fruits, you know, of his harvest right now? So, you know, maybe there's something to be said about that, but there's no way he's leaving for a year and coming back. Ten years, uh, 910 regular season games. He's won 910 regular season games, qualified for the playoffs six times, and captured the World Series in 2009. Yeah, I, I would I would guess that he's got a relatively young team that, that does. I agree. It looks like they're going to be a good team and in contention. They have the basis now that they're building on. Now, they might go pluck a couple of extra guys you know, in free agency just to shore themselves up. But certainly they're poised to make a run where they're going to be one of the teams of the top 10 teams in baseball for the next few years if they can hold everybody and keep their contracts viable in New York. Being, that being said, um, why, again, why would you go now? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that, that, that doesn't make any sense. Well, that's the question for the audience, too. Joe Girardi, <coughs> he's, he's, he's got a good opportunity here. Like Daniel Baldwin said, he's got, the team has the opportunity to say we've, we're going to stick with them. We're going to see this through, even if it's just a one-year extension. And he likes it, doesn't like it, whatever. Or if it's on his side of the table and he just, A, wants to leave for personal reasons, he wants to maybe just kind of do something else. It's been 10 years, same team, maybe he's bored with it. I don't know. I'm not in his shoes. Well, you made, you made the comment earlier, Josh, about the fans and that you know, they can be very fickle. They're very wishy-washy. Yes, well, well, I mean, obviously they want to win. You know, New York is that kind of a town. But play the tape forward now. What if he wins the series mm-hmm. and the players want him back? Steinbrenner better whip out the checkbook. Yeah. Because, I mean, even a one-year deal has got to be $7, $8 million. Do the players have that kind of clout to go to Steinbrenner and say, "We this is the guy we want? You might not want him, but this is the guy we want. I think you want to be liked. I think, you you know, as the owner, I think you want to be respected and liked. And I think when you know you have Steinbrenner, remember the, the story that we told earlier in the week, the amount of caps sold for the New York Yankees covers the cost of their players every year, just the sale of baseball caps. So it's not a matter of whether or not they have the money to sign this guy and give him, you know, his just deserve should he win the World Series. I don't think the Yankees were expected even coming into the playoffs to win the World Series. So if they pull that feed off, you better whip out your checkbook because, yes, the players and the fans all would be very upset that you didn't sign this guy. At least let him have his swan song. He had a 10-year run. He wins a series. You let him have his year that he goes out. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about it. Annual revenue for the New York Yankees five hundred eight million dollars. So I think I think they can afford. They can afford it. a couple bucks. Yeah. Daniel Baldwin show is live on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Get involved now. I hear we have a uh, coming up here in about fifteen minutes. A a we'll continue the talk on New York Yankees with our first celebrity guest phoning in. We do. We have. Uh, I'm going to start to throw out some hints. Magic Johnson nicknamed this person Big Screen. When I introduced this person to Magic Johnson at Magic Magic Johnson's golf tournament at uh, Riviera Country Club, he looked up at him and he said, 
big screen, and I'll leave out his name. You can get involved, 437-7644. That's 4ESPN44. Text line, 288-0644. Twitter, at ESPN Syracuse. Listening online at ESPNSyracuse.com. You're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Sunday, the Giants are at MetLife against the Seahawks. Pre-game at 325. Big Blue plays here. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is a special presentation. The Daniel Baldwin Show. Man, Chapman deals. Swung on a high pop. They're going to get it. Gardner in left field. Gardner makes the catch. Ball game over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. Yankees tonight, 5.08, TK99. You're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Tanaka will start tonight against the Astros. Masahiro. Masahiro. Tanaka. What does Masahiro mean in, in Japanese, I'm assuming? Um, now you're going to have to Google that now, Daniel. Let me see. I'm going to say it's the master of the hero. It's the I think that's as literal as it can be. There you go. Definition. Masahiro. Let's go. Masahiro, Masahiro. Meaning, depend, mask, it just says Masahiro is a masculine Japanese name. What does the name Masahiro mean? In Japanese means broad-minded. Wow. Origin, or uh, originated as a Japanese name. Often used as a boy name, male name. Yeah, it means broad-minded. That's all. All right, so then let's just go with logic and look up what Masahiro means. Miss Hero? <laughs> Matt and Miss a Hero. Miss a Hero? What do you have there? Per- oh, it means perfection. Oh, it means perfection. No, that's a sign. The great one feels. I, I, wait the minute, great on. one? Oh, Nostra Daniel has sensed perfection. The great one has spoken. He's dialed in there. I yeah. am. I'm dialed in there. It means perfection. Does he throw? Because of this show, does he throw a perfect game? I think we have that kind of power. I've got a little trivia question for you listening out there and for the boys in the room. Sure. Delta Airlines, the official airline of the New York Yankees, they became the official airline of the New York Yankees during the George Steinbrenner era. How? How did Delta Airlines become the official airlines, which, by the way, they were renewed and are doing a giveaway, Delta Airlines, two fans going down to Houston for some for contest they're doing. The which game, brought to mind, Friday's game. Which brought to mind this Yankee trivia fact. How did Delta Airlines become the official airlines of the New York, of the New York Yankees? The New York State, the New York State Yankees. Um, was it money-based? Were they giving free tickets to the team? It, no. It is incorrect, sir. Did they have the hottest stewardesses? Or what uh, What do they call them now? I think i got to be politically correct. Flight attendants. Flight attendants. Did they have the hottest flight attendants, Daniel Baldwin? They did not. Oh, okay. Then I just don't have the answer. Do you Do you even know the answer? I was the one that came up with the question oh, because yes, I, I was so how cool the answer was. Mm-hmm. And to show you that kind of... You know, when, when you find out the name means perfection, does that mean something, you know, when you find those things out? And so let me read this to you. Go ahead. And this was um, Don Mattingly, Evansville, Indiana. Mattingly, 18, an outfielder pitcher, batted 500 
and 552 over the past two seasons to lead Wright's Memorial High to a 59 and 1 record. He had 140 RBIs in four years for the Tigers, equaling the highest total ever in scholastic baseball. That, my friends, comes from the little back page Sports Illustrated section called Faces in the Crowd, where they turn around, they take a little blurb of like five or six athletes, and the last page of Sports Illustrated, they read it. Steinbrenner could not get on the flight on the airline that he was when he was in some flight in you know, Chicago, L.A., wherever he was. So he switched the next available flight, which was a Delta flight. And in his first-class seat, he opened up Sports Illustrated and was reading it. He got to Faces in the Crowd and read about this guy who batted in high school 500-plus for two seasons. He called his head scout and said, find out about this guy, Don Mattingly. And, of course, they signed Mattingly off the article they saw in Sports Illustrated. And Steinbrenner said... Switch Delta Airlines to being the airline of the New York Yankees. Wow. That's some trivia. That, my friends, is Yankee trivia. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what he says in that voice, it really it delivers it. Have you been following the thumbs down guy? I don't know. Are you a big like internet nerd? I, I'm more of an internet nerd than you are. But no, have you been following thumbs no, down I, guy? I, I, I don't. My kids are so much better at it than I that they come in, they show me, and I and I feel I feel I missed it. Well, I you're probably it. you're probably seeing it. You just don't know you're seeing it. Like if you see it, the Yankees like during warmups or whatever, will wear like the thumbs down T-shirts. Right, right. It's because of a dude who was giving them the thumbs down. During a Mets game, it was against the Rays at City Field. Well, I got your tweet. Yes, I got so your tweet. That thumbs, thumbs down guy tweeted right. it. Uh, right. it, it. The ESPN Radio Syracuse tw- retweeted it, giving the thumbs down. He's a 54 year old Phil Sklar. Oh no, uh, Gary Dunier. Phil Sklar, the founder and CEO of the Bobblehead Hall of Fame, is now awarding thumbs down guy with his own thumbs down bobblehead. Wow! So now there will be a thumbs down bobblehead. Does the thumb move, the hand move, or just the head? I think in that case, the hand really should I move. I think the hand's got to move. The hand's got to jiggle. Yes. I think so. Can you switch the hand, like on a rotation thing, to do thumbs up? I think or you is he always it, thumbs down? Always thumbs down. Always thumbs down. He's always thumbs down guy. Well, so now when you see negative. the Yankees warming up with their thumb, like I'm looking at uh, Tanaka right now in a, in a thumbs down shirt. When they warm up, you'll see the pinstripe thumbs down. It's well, fantastic. Well, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ask. Now, yeah, is Masahiro Tanaka related to Professor Teru Tanaka? There is another question that I need the answer to. My new favorite game is going to be which obscure WWE star and WWF star can yeah. Daniel Baldwin listen work into the show? <laughs> Mister Fuji and Doc and Professor Teru Tanaka were World Championship Wrestling Tag Team Champions. Yeah. Now, that is not a, 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 a prolific sports name. It is not a very common name. They're both of Japanese descent. Is it possible? That, that they are related. That perfe- You're trying that to perfection follow. perfection pi times four. Perfection it, Tanaka is related to is, Professor is, Tanaka. Is it possible they're both perfect? Anything is, anything is possible. It is possible. We'll take a quick break and come back. Other side of this, we'll wrap up Yankees talk with a very special. A very special guest, Big Screen. Celebrity guest. You are listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show. This is ESPN Radio Syracuse. The home of Mets baseball. ESPN 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. This is a special presentation. The Daniel Baldwin Show. Everything, everything is special. Everything about this. Everything is special, Daniel Baldwin. 
very special. ESPN Radio, Syracuse on Twitter. 315-437-7644. That is 315-4ESPN44. Text line 315-288-0644. And of course, you can listen anywhere on ESPNSyracuse.com. Simple text coming in said, hey, Daniel, hi, you like those Yanks. I think you like them. I, mean, I think we're in a really good position, you know, being 2-2. I think when we, when any team is down 0-2, you know, you're looking at the reality of one more game. And, you know, that's that's just a, a mountain to try to climb up. But they feel, it's not just that they've tied two up in a row that they were down 0-2. It's the fashion in which they did it. They've come storming back, you mm-hmm. know. So, uh, I, you know, I, I think we break the spell. Which of the of the two factors is going to be more dominant? The fact that the Yankees have not lost at home or the fact that they can't touch this pitcher. And I think, you know, he hasn't he hasn't had to pitch at Yankee Stadium in this serious a condition with everything on the line because they know they can't lose. They've got to have these two starters win next next two in a row. So, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I think it's 70% of the people nationally online are taking the Yankees to win this game, even though it doesn't match up well pitching-wise. They're taking the Yankees. I'm going to jump on that bandwagon. You're taking it. I think the Yankees have to win the game. They have Perfection to. pitches tonight. About an hour and a half away from now. 5.08. You can hear that on TK99. And, of course, you can stream us right now, ESPNSyracuse.com. Now, Masahiro, Masahiro Perfection Tanaka, why would you bring up the wrestler Tanaka, just because you you see the the connection between them. Well, you know, I don't, I've never heard. I didn't know another athlete named Tanaka mm-hmm. until the Yankee pitcher. So, uh, you know, when I grew up. Uh, wrestling was huge in my house. Um, my brother Billy was a very successful high school and college wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, he has remained. He calls the NCAA tournament um, uh, for ESPN and other outlets. Uh, he's one of the the more respected fundraisers around the world uh, in wrestling and has helped build his alma mater, um, Binghamton University, into a national power wrestling-wise now. I mean, believe it or not, a a SUNY school, how many SUNY schools are a national threat in any sport? None, except for Binghamton wrestling. And that has a lot to do, you know, I mean, obviously coaching and the the administration, but with my brother Billy's uh, connections and his love for the sport, so... I believe we have him on the phone. So, so we have. I'm going to tell you the story why our our mystery guest is known as Screen, simply <laughs> a Screen. Um, I took this guest uh, to the Magic Johnson Celebrity Golf Tournament at Riviera Country Club, and when we walked up and I introduced, and it is my brother Billy, is who was on the other line. I walked Billy up to meet Irvin Magic Johnson, and Irvin looked up from a sea of photographers, and he looks at Billy and he goes, "Big Screen Billy Baldwin." And we walked away after Billy said hi and chatted for a minute. Billy goes, Magic Johnson just called me Big Screen. I mean, you don't understand how tickled we were that Magic called him Big Screen Billy. Big Screen Billy Baldwin on the phone. Billy, what's up? Yeah, what's up, my man? How you doing? Happy to be here. We're good. You're on the line with me and Josh. And uh, we, we uh, I'm bringing you in as a Yankee authority. We're 2-2. We've won the single game playoff. We're down 0-2 and storm back to win three and get an 0-2 start against the Astros. Then we win two in a row again. We're at home, undefeated at Yankee Stadium. What are you looking for tonight, Billy? 
<laughs> well, an early start. I, you know, I'm, I'm having like the cardiac kids that came from behind against Minnesota. They came from behind against Cleveland. They're coming from behind against Houston. I'd like to see them get a little bit of swagger, a little bit of confidence, even if they don't score that many runs. If they're just some solid contact off of Keiko, who's owned them for a couple of seasons now, and it would be nice to turn that around. I tell you, this last game, the ghosts were out. You know, the ghosts of Yankees past were were out. And sorry about that. Yeah, and and uh, it was exciting to see. I have not missed a pitch. I'm on my way home now to have lunch, and I got some paperwork to do. But I'll be glued to every pitch at uh, at two o'clock for sure. Key, keys for the Yankee get Yankees. You think then are to get to him early, solid contact on the ball. Anything else you're looking for? Are you are you expecting much from Tanaka? Yeah, I always do. I mean, he's 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 hit or miss. I mean, you know. Seven, eight times out of ten, he can be he can keep us in the game, or he could be lights out, and then all of a sudden, that one or two times, you get a little Jekyll and Hyde. You don't know who's going to show up. So I'm hoping we get the the, the Tanaka that we're that we're looking for, that we're banking on. But I, you know, look, uh, this team could very well be in the World Series, and this team, I don't want to jinx anything, but it's so exciting that they're so ahead of the plan. I mean, everybody's been talking about how they didn't expect them to be where they are now for at least another season or two, and I, I think that. Cashman has been poised uh, and built for success for, you know, the next six, eight years. We, we could have another sort of Jeter-esque uh, dynasty coming here on the shoulders of Judge and, and Sanchez and all, and all the others. I mean, when you look at that team, Gardner uh, is a little, a little aged, but has a hell, a hell of a, a, a year last year and this year and having a hell of a last few months and a postseason. Uh, CC looks like CC of old, and I know some of that money's coming off the books. Some of the CC money may come off the books. I think there's still that, like, if I'm correct, I think they still have some A Rod money on the books this year that's coming off the books. So they all have some stuff to play with. Bringing that kid up, I don't remember the name of the kid. What's his name? Is it another Torres that they got in that swap for uh, Araldus Chapman when they loaned him to the Cubs? They get yes. the number one prospect in the farm system. They bring that kid up and they get a couple of free agents. And, they well, that, could be built for some damage. That, and that brings up an interesting question that we were talking about before, which is, you know, they didn't sign Girardi, and there's been some speculation as to whether he wants to take a year off or he's going to go to the booth. I can't see him leaving, and especially if they win and they go to the series, it's going to be it's going to cost them to dip in their wallets a little bit. I don't see them uh, Girardi not coming back. What do you think? I, I don't look with the way this team is going now and the way that they're playing. How does he not come back? I mean, I, you know, I remember when they made the choice to go with Girardi and not go with Mattingly, and I, I kind of was a fan of that, even though you know I'm a huge Donnie baseball fan, and and um, you know we came, you and I were weaned on the Billy Martin craziness, and then we were kind of lulled by 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 Tory. There was a couple times you wanted. Tory to come bouncing out of the dugout and get himself thrown out of the game, and he just didn't. He's just not that kind of guy. And when they were thinking about replacing Tory with Mattingly, Mattingly's not that kind of guy either. He's a classy guy. He's an elegant guy, and he's also a very you know, kind of reserved, quiet guy. Obviously, knows everything between the lines. And uh, I like that Girardi, where he's not Billy Martin, he's also not afraid to get into somebody's face. He's not afraid to tell people what he thinks. He's not afraid to get. Bounced out of a game at the right moment. You know, we actually wish we would do a little bit more of it. 
So lastly, uh, being somebody who uh, probably the, the person that in my life that knows more about wrestling than anybody else I know, uh, any truth to the rumor that uh, Misahiro Tanaka is a direct descendant and relative of Professor Teru Tanaka of the famous Teru Tanaka Mr. Fuji Tag Team World Championship. A team. rumor that only uh, Daniel has made. This yes. is all he is making the rumor. Is there any truth? <laughs> is there any truth? Oh great! Oh great! Mr. Daniel asks, is there any truth that they are indeed related? Well, the name Tanaka in Japan is like the name Smith in America. So, oh, you, know, <laughs> well, you just have to ruin it all. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have no clue. But I will correct you. You said. Bingham King's wrestling team is the only SUNY team in Division One sports that's competitive wrong. Uh, I hate to make you look bad, bro, but uh, Albany Lacrosse is a perennial powerhouse, and they've made them the Final Four in Division One Lacrosse numerous times, and they're super dangerous, uh, Albany Lacrosse. They have these two... Did you just correct me? Because I'm sorry you're breaking up. What's that? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry you're breaking <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, yeah, all the other cross is, is a real threat division one. And Binghamton, um, we just got the number one recruit in the country at 182, the number six recruit overall, the highest recruited athlete that Binghamton has ever signed in any sport. He's a three-time New York State champion from Hilton named Louis Deprez, and he's joining his two brothers, uh, Anthony and Vincent, and they're going to they're gonna do some uh, some damage for the uh, for the Bearcats in the next couple of seasons for sure. How depressing that might be. He's doing, he's do, he's doing jokes, Billy. Doing Billy jokes. Baldwin, thank you so much for the call. We certainly – always an open invitation, sir. Love it. I'll be back. I'll, te- I'll, thank I'll, you. Te- I'll text you during the game, brother. Love you. Bye. <laughs> By the way, my alma mater, SUNY Oswego – D1 hockey champs. I mean, so we're Division 1 yeah. hockey champs, yeah, D1 bro. hockey champs. Yeah. Wow. We got hockey up on the lake. Well, was that for, Columbus came over 1492 they right. won it in 1493? Yeah. <laughs> no, they're competitive <laughs> almost every year. Every year? We oh. will take a break. We'll come back. I've got Nature Boy tickets right now. Nature Boy 30 for 30. Of course, Nature Boy, the Ric Flair story is premiering at the Red House. Thursday, November 2nd. You want an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at this legendary wrestler before it airs on TV? You will see the movie. You will have a chance to win the complete 30 for 30 library. Enjoy a free meal and stick around for Q&A with Brent Axe, whom I have been told will be wearing a costume. That's what I've been told. Brent Axe in a costume? This is what he told me. It's wow. brought to you by our friends at United Auto Supply and ESPN Radio Syracuse. Listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show, caller 10 right now, 437-7644. You're going to attend that premiere. This is ESPN Radio Syracuse. Coming off an upset of mighty Clemson. It does not get easier this Saturday for the Orange. They head to Miami to face the Hurricanes. Pre-game at 1.30, kickoff at 3.30. Catch Syracuse football all season long on TK99 and ESPN AM 1200. This is a special presentation, The Daniel Baldwin Show. ESPN Radio Syracuse. Speaking of SU football, spent a lot of time on Yankees today. We'll, we'll replay the Clemson game tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. Relive the excitement right here on ESPN Syracuse. Thursday, tomorrow night, 8 p.m. as Syracuse Clemson re-airs here on ESPN. And I was telling Daniel off-air, which is Syracuse.com did a story Multiple Syracuse fans hospitalized after Clemson celebration 
when they rush the field. So I'm talking broken legs, sprained ankles. There's okay. one guy that broke two legs. Okay, okay, but, but here's so you know you hear about uh, World Cup events where mm-hmm. you know the stadium, the stands gave way because they were overpacked or whatever. Is this as a result of jumping off and landing on the field, or is this as a result they like got trampled out on the field? No, it's it's pretty much tripping and, and jumping. It's 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 people who are not athletes trying to jump over an eight foot barrier. On to Astro. So it's the landing. So we didn't, stick the, the we didn't stick the landing. We didn't stick the landing. Right, right. Mary, one, Mary, uh, Lou, Mary Lou Redden. 47 year old guy <laughs> from Clay had already had one surgery to set his ankle. He'll have another one on Friday to take the pins out. And my question to you, Daniel Baldwin, is do we need to rush the field? I say rush the field at all costs. Really? Yes, yes there are an acceptable number of casualties in every confrontation. <laughs> there aren't except you know, when you enter in mm-hmm. you realize that you know if we go nuclear it's going to be a larger number mm-hmm. but we have soldiers in uniform and backup and we're prepared to go so when you upset number two and you're rated number 76 in the country sure and you're at home and you take them out to the back woodshed and give them a butt whipping you storm the field my friend there's a quote that said he tripped a little going over the rail and looked like a sack of potatoes. I looked back and he told me it was broken. These are people that look like me. People that are not in any physical condition to be jumping over barriers, running onto the field. The, the students are all fine. It's all people our age who tried to jump on the so, field. So the question is, should there be an age limitation yeah, or, should, or, or, should, or should you have a wristband maybe, jumper? Yeah. Yeah. Jumper. <laughs> I'm an officially yeah, a jumper. Yeah, you've got the purple and, yeah. and, and orange they check, jumper They check wristlet. your vitals when you come they do. in. They do. They do a quick scan. Yep. <sighs> yep. He's good. Blood He's good. pressure, uh, any previous uh, history of surgeries or heart problems. You say, no, I'm pretty clear. They go, all right, well, if we rush the field, you're free to go in there. Now, I, I think if you were to look at whether or not people got stampeded as a result, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, then then I think, but if you're stupid enough when you don't think you can take the jump and you should know better, I would not take that jump. I'm not I'm blowing an E out. There's something, there's something terrible going to happen. I'm the guy with the screws and I'd have to move to clay. I- so, <laughs> so, you know, that would, that would be a terrible thing. I'm the guy that runs away from danger. Daniel, I am. Uh, if I see a crowd and there's a, there's people getting trampled and everyone's celebrating, I'm running to my car to get back to my safe house in bed with a nice cup of tea. Now the day that the day that someone jumps and lands on a seventy five year old woman who had a yes, sideline pass exactly. and breaks her neck or kills her, then it's no then fun. you're gonna see then you're gonna see it not happen. They're anymore. putting but, chain link fence up yeah, all yeah, the way they are, around. They are. For, for, it's, it's Thunderdome. It's, <laughs> it's Thunderdome. <laughs> it's men, Roadhouse. Two men enter, one man leaves. <laughs> so so but 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 also I think Try to try to think of what it's going to be like forty years from now when some guy and his wife who are sweethearts at Syracuse University and they've got kids and they're taking them to a game and they go, you know, one day we played number two and all they're going to remember the tape you're going to show will not be the long touchdown pass or breaking of any any running player or anything. Uh, it's going to be the storming of the field to to remember the day we we, we beat. Number two, Clemson at the dome, you know, and that's something that will live on for infamy here. That's it's going to be a legendary thing, a milestone. I don't disagree with you, Daniel, because I think that all the marketing materials they've used 
has been that visual. It's been all right. the defend right. the dome, all the kids running out and celebrating and whatnot. Yeah. So, so, so go ahead now and imagine if there was no Stormy the Field and they turn around, Syracuse has shocked the world. You just show all the fans going, yay! Oh, that's oh, nice. That Don't jump, Tommy. You no, hurt yourself. That's nice. Tommy. <laughs> basketball games quickly. Can you storm the basketball court? Yeah, you know, I think it's a college thing. I think yeah. you have to be careful, you know, allowing people to storm. In the NBA, you know, you, you, you I don't think you storm. Them. But again, you know, if the Knicks go, if the Knicks win this year mm-hmm. and they were to win the title, yeah. we're storming. We're storming. I mean, we're we storming. have to because it's just so problem. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it would be so unbelievable. Well, you heard it here. If you're going to celebrate, celebrate big. Well, look at, just look be at, careful. Look at baseball. You think if the Yankees win, they're not going to storm the field? They oh, might absolutely. storm the field tonight. Uh, they might. They might storm it tonight. They if might they go 3 so 2 happy. and beat him. They might. I'm calling right now. I'm going to say it now. Here we go. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say it now. Mm, can I have some Nostradamus music? Please? I don't think we have any cue. That's Twilight Zone. And, uh-huh. and the great one predicts that in game five, should they upset, if Mr. Perfect, Tanaka of Taru, is to win the game, you can lay the blame and say the same. They will storm the fields in New York. This show is ridiculous. I love it. Daniel Baldwin show here on a Wednesday. Yankees play TK99. Brent Axe is up next. ESPN Radio Syracuse. Hello. This is Orange Nation. Big win. It gives you your only national title in history. That's where I go. You have piqued my interest. How is that not number one? Winning a national title. How is that not number one? I guess you can explain yourself when you get to number one. <laughs> I, will, I will try and explain myself when I get to number What's one. What's the biggest win in SU basketball history? Well, I, I guess it's the national title, right? Okay. I, I'm, I'm curious where you're going with this, but okay. Orange Nation, noon to two. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m.